Hey, this is Christy James, and you're now listening to the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're back with another special edition of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Storylines have not made sense from WrestleMania to it's, now. It's been the, the best told story leading into this on WWE. This, this pay-per-view, it feels big, it feels important, but ultimately it's exciting. The biggest thing that, that stood out for me when I seen it, I was like, okay, this has to be a joke. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like... All right, everyone. Uh, thank you again for tuning in for another episode of the Big Go Bell Podcast. I'm Nose Two James. I'm here with uh, my guy Jamal. What's going on? Uh, not much. Hi, um, thanks. Good, good, good. Uh, Will will be joining us shortly. So um, you hear another voice pop in. It will be Mr. Hill, Will Mahoney, one half or one third of the Snack Society crew. Um, but again, special. Um, episode tonight, and we have a special guest, uh, one of one of my favorite wrestlers right now, and Miss Christy James. What's going on, lady? Hey, how are you guys? Good, good, right. good. Um, um, it's sunny over there, so obviously you're not on the East Coast with us because it's just about to get dark. Um, so I'm going to assume that you're um are living it up in Texas right now. I'm not. I'm in a uh, Saratoga, California, right now. And exactly what had you out there? So I have family out here. Uh, I got injured uh, back in May. So a few people know about it. But yes, I got an injury and I am on the mend. I had to cancel a lot of shows, a lot of tournaments. So yeah, I've just been out. And I was like, what better way to rehab than to come visit some family since I, since I've started wrestling, I rarely see them. So, I, so anytime anyone goes back to see family, the biggest thing that everyone's happy for, besides actually seeing their family, is getting a home-cooked meal. So yeah. what has that been like? How amazing has this been? Have you picked up a few pounds? You know, let's talk about the food. Yeah, so um, my family definitely does not do keto. Uh, they eat every flour, bread, cake, pastry available to man, um, every sugary dessert you can think of. But it's been good, so I've been off my keto for a couple of weeks. What um and, and just for anyone who just been under a rock for a long time, you are of um Brazilian heritage, so um get, get, get us accustomed to what what is what's a few of the um because you are absolutely well known for desserts, but what is your family more or less? What is their repertoire of food? What what do you what do you served often? Uh, we eat rice, black beans, farofa, and molho de campanha, which a lot of Americans like to associate it with pico, but it's not pico. It has vinegar in it. Okay. Oh. Like a salad. It's, um, it's definitely, every time somebody says, oh, yeah, it's Pico, I'm like, have you tasted it? And then they taste it, and they're like, this is not Pico. I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> so, but it's uh, so farafa is kind of like bulgur wheat um, mixed with the green olives and eggs, and it's um, kind of crisped up in a pan. Sometimes you put bacon in it, and then our black beans is like a stew. Um, it's not feijoada. Feijoada is our country's uh, main dish and we put like pig's nose in it the hooves the tail ears all the great stuff it actually mm -hmm. goes back to when brazil had slaves and we would the rich would throw away all the good parts to me it's the good parts of the pig and they would just eat like you know, the spare ribs and like uh, the back strap and all that stuff. And they throw everything else away. So uh, we would go into the kitchens and instead of throwing it in the garbage, we would take it home for us with the rice and the black beans. We'd add a whole bunch of water and spices and throw all of that yummy goodness into the yeah. beans. And that's what we ate for a yeah. month. Nice. Yeah. Um, so upon preparing for this, um, my, so one of my good friends, his wife is Brazilian and, mm -hmm. um, um, when she was pregnant she had a, they had a baby shower, the, the, the display of food, especially dessert was like, it was like something I've never seen before. And I can't believe it was free because of the fact <laughs> of like different colors and just different textures, just everything. And so, um, I asked her before this, I was like, Hey, can you uh, remind me of some of the things I ate? So, uh, excuse me if I pronounce some of this wrong, but she tried to help me out with it too. But I was asking her, I said, what was the one little treat that I just kept asking for more and more about? And she says, um, the Ben, the Benjino or Ben, Ben J, Ben, Benjano. Am I saying that right? No, no I don't even know what that is. Let me uh, spell it for you. <laughs> Let me spell it for you. B. Okay. Brigadeiro. Yes, there we go. B-R-I-J, I mean, G-A-D-E-I-R. All right, say it again. Brigadeiro. Oh, yeah, good night for me. That's the yeah, way I'm I saying was like, what? P-B-J? Hello, that's an <laughs> I don't even care how to say it. I'll figure it out one day, but man, it was so good. Um, right, so it comes in like different flavors. Um, you can put, you can roll it in different sprinkles. It's yeah. pretty much and condensed milk yeah. i have the recipe like no i know it by heart like the back of my hand i can make this in the dark room with my eyes closed like no problem uh two sticks of butter and then you either put dark chocolate in it or you can put like coconut in it or you can get a big spoon of peanut butter and put it in it anyways you mix it you have to mix it in one direction and it takes a while. And then eventually, uh, you don't want it to caramelize because that's how you make caramels. So you do it until you flip the pan on its side and it folds down. So that's how you make it. It's all sugar and uh, butter. And yeah, that's that's it. I'm, I'm oh, just let me let me just uh, let everyone know, I had to leave my house because it was really, really loud. Uh, Brazilians 
talk uh, on a different level. Yes. And everyone thinks we're fighting and screaming when we speak Portuguese, but we're not. We just talk yeah. really loud. So I came to the school across the street nice. and so there was like kids and uh, teachers running around yelling at them, which is a lot quieter than where I was. <laughs> we appreciate the professionalism that you're displaying right now. I mean, to be honest, it really sounds like a black household. I was just about to say, there's nothing different than that than the cookout for us. Yeah, it's, it sounds like, sound like a cookout, I mean, honestly. But we really are fighting. That's the that's the difference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like if I would have stayed there, I could have probably found a closet for maybe five minutes until my aunt or like my cousins were to show up, and then they totally take over your podcast, and you guys would just have to like cut the whole podcast. Look, if they if they are offering food and and recipes, I mean, they are absolutely welcome. But it looks like you have that covered. <laughs> yeah. Two two other things because I'm just not going to try to pronounce this now, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna slowly spell it out and then you just tell me what it is because it was two other things she said I was uh going crazy for. This one is spelled C O X I N H A S. Yeah. Cochina de frango. Yes. Yeah. And those are like little chicken, kind of like everyone knows what an empada is. Hold on, let me say it with an American accident. Empanada. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's all yes. up. Yep. <laughs> so it's kind of like that, but they're in a tear shape. Yeah. And they put chicken on the inside of it. Yep. And and, and then the last one is uh, F-E-I-J-O-A-O. -O. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. F-E-I-J-O-A. It's feijoada, yeah. Okay. So that's the our traditional Brazilian dish. That's what yes. I was explaining at yes. the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. So um. Yeah. Uh. Dinner over at uh at the at the Jane's place. Uh. Right. uh <laughs> that's worth a flight for sure over to California. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So um. Yeah. Enough about food because I'm getting hungry and distracted now. <laughs> Let's talk. Let's talk about the injury a little bit. Um, so you did say it happened a couple of months ago. Um, exactly what was it? I know we talked. We talked about it a little bit, but it, it was a leg injury, and I, and a, apparently before, um, at least you gave me the feeling. Feeling it seemed to be severe, but you're being booked for a show in July already, which means yeah. that either you're like a mutant and or has some type of next level, uh, you know, procedure. Or it yeah. wasn't as bad. Initially. So again, I'm a superhero. I mean, what would you expect from Pow? You know, from Pow Meow. Yeah. I'm definitely a superhero. <laughs> uh, no, actually, the advances in technology are amazing. I had a friend um, a few months ago reach out to me and tell me that he was looking into stem cells. So you can get stem cell in the USA. It is not covered by insurance. Uh, your office visits are, but the actual procedure is not. Okay. Uh, and for everyone out there going, oh my gosh, he's killing fetuses to do stem cell. That is not how stem cell is done in America uh, because of all of the, the debate on it. Stem cell can actually be harvested from an adult's bone marrow. So every time I go in and have a procedure, they 
drug me up pretty good. I have to be awake. Okay. Uh, I lie on my stomach and they take a drill and they drill into my hip from the back and they extract some of my bone marrow and they take it into a laboratory and they spin it and then they inject it directly into my ACL ligament. And within six weeks, my ACL has fully fused back together. Um, and it is done. I need, I get one more treatment on the 27th and then I'm done. I have a fully fused ACL when I had a partially torn ACL. Um, holy, so, holy hell. <laughs> is that crazy? That's nuts, right? Uh, so I had quite a bit of savings uh, put aside and I was able to find a doctor that is the lead pretty much in stem cell. He travels all around the world teaching different doctors of new techniques, new ways to apply stem cell. And uh, he actually lives in Austin, Texas. So I am oh, flying wow. back home to get this procedure done. Uh, it's right around the corner from my home. I do have to walk on crutches though immediately after it is done and the next day because when an ACL grows back, it is like a baby ACL. You know how when babies learn how to walk, they're kind of not sturdy, a little unstable. So uh, when the ACL regrew back together, it's like a baby ACL. It's a little unstable, unsturdy. That's why I had to take such a long leave yeah. from wrestling. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I will be at Fest Wrestling on July 21st with uh, my brand new ACL. Okay, so the only issue with that is the very, almost the very last thing you said when you say I had to take a long leave of absence for wrestling, because <laughs> that is absolutely false. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, it's been one month, <laughs> this month, and then next month and you're back. So you had a partially torn acl and you're returning back in four months we'll just say granted yeah you... so uh i tore it back in may okay and i was going to so, ask you were you initially aware i mean were oh, you initially aware yeah. when it happened okay yes so um, they threw the X up and I couldn't walk. There is no way. The pain was so excruciating. I went to the hospital. Uh, they did not have an MRI machine there. So they just took x-rays of my knee and they said, oh, I think your patella's cracked. So I was prepared for the worst. Okay. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. terrified. So then I went and I got an MRI done. And they read my MRI and they said my ACL was completely torn, my patella was cracked, and my meniscus had a hairline tear in it. Jeez. So I, yeah, so I thought I was done. I thought I was out for six to 12 months. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm out of here. It's, it's over for me. Right. So yeah. I reached, I sent my MRI videos to two doctors. Uh, Dr. Ting in Fremont, California. He is world renowned for doing 
all of the Lakers surgeries. He did Barry Bonds. Um, ESPN always features him on there for just being an amazing um, sports medicine orthopedic surgeon. And then the other doctor I sent it to was, I don't know if I can say this or you guys can have his name on there. But well, if you don't think that you, you don't say it then, if you don't think you should. Uh, I mean, he advertises it on his website, so I guess maybe. Uh, so there's this doctor in Alabama, and he does all the WWE. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Oh, that guy. Okay, that, that's, that's why I'm like, I don't know if I can or can't. That's so fine. you're right. We, maybe I just want to say, yeah. Every, everybody yeah. knows who he is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. So, uh. I sent it to him and both doctors reached back out to me and the uh, surgeon in Alabama uh, told me, yes, so your ACL is not completely torn. He's all, have you seen your MRI? He's like, your patella is not cracked. Your, your ACL is partial and your meniscus is the lateral horn it's the outside of the meniscus he said it's not you're fine he's like it's just a partially torn he goes how do you feel about stem cell he said the recovery of it is extremely fast uh your mri is a candidate for it uh, but if it, your insurance doesn't cover it so if you don't have the money for it and you have to go through insurance, then surgery is your best bet. I can get you in in three days. Uh, you fly out, we'll do some blood work, have you in surgery the next day, and then have you doing physical therapy the day after that and home on the fourth day. And I was like, okay, that sounds pretty good. And then he gave me this doctor's name in Austin, and he said, there's this doctor though, he's amazing. I followed a lot of his work. Uh, go talk to him because he's in your backyard if you're okay with stem cell. So I called uh, my friend again that gave me his name, that doctor's name. And I was like, man, you know, Mark, I was just like thinking, I mean, I could do stem cell. I have the money to do stem cell. Like, what do you think about that? And then he told me he was also hurt. And he said, I am also a candidate for stem cell. Okay. And I'm doing stem cell too. So now him and I are both doing stem cell at the same time. <laughs> and I just decided to do stem cell. I was like, this is perfect. So I went from getting an MRI that someone read it wrong yeah. Uh, yeah. to two surgeons reading it and both saying like, no, this is way better than what you thought it was going to be. So... Okay. Yeah, but then I still had to cancel a bunch of bookings, which no one likes to do. Mm -hmm. um, I just feel like any time out of wrestling, I feel like people forget about you, you know? Yeah. Even though I've had yeah. some pretty unforgettable events happen to me while I was wrestling that, you know, just constantly keeps me in that loop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I again from talking to you on the side about all this, now it it all makes sense. I wanted to, I I, I made sure I made I made sure I checked on you to you know because it seemed really bad at first, but I'm glad to hear it now and um other to share it with other people as well too. But that that is <laughs> talk about emotions, you know what I mean? From thinking like, yeah. oh man, and you know money's being lost and all that other stuff, and you don't know if you're gonna be able to come back to actually yeah. having a journey with someone else as well. So um. 
Um, I know you really can't wait to test it. And, and, and your style of wrestling, too, is absolutely going to put it to the test. Have you have you by any means thinking about maybe turning it down just a little bit? No, absolutely not. Like, okay. I'm crazy. Like, that's what I do. I go out there and I definitely do things that most women wouldn't think about doing because they're terrified of dying or getting hurt or whatever else is out there. Um, I've kind of lived my wrestling life a little different than most people in wrestling. They get up and they said as soon as they graduated high school some of them don't even and they they know that they're going to wrestle and that's what they're going to do but coming from a third world country my parents were always um just gung-ho on all of us going to college and doing college and we had a you know our life had to be this certain way because the american dream was super difficult to achieve and uh, we all want to live that dream. So I had to go to college. I didn't, it was never an option for me to to do anything but that, you know, because wrestling, if you think about it in the indies, yeah, there's a few people that make great money in it, but there's a lot more wrestlers that struggle. Mm And it's hard. Like some of them have two, three jobs and, you know, they live with four or five people and it's, it's really hard for them. And for them to get hurt and be out, it would be devastating to them. Like I said, I'm very fortunate that I had savings mm-hmm. um, set aside that I can afford to get hurt and stuff like that. But yeah, I had a pretty dramatic uh, event happened to me about five years ago. I almost died. Uh, I know a lot of viewers that they've heard other podcasts before. They've probably heard me say this, but um, the doctors didn't know. uh, They knew what was wrong, but they didn't know how to stop it. And I, they pretty much said, your daughter has a 50-50 chance. And I was in the ICU for seven days. And I remember I was in and out of consciousness. And I remember my mom coming to me and saying, you know, you've done everything I've ever asked you to do. Like, but I know you're not happy. Like, what would make you happy? And I was like, I have no idea. And this conversation went on for a while. And she kept bringing up how in junior high and high school, I always did competitive sports. Like, I was a tight end on the football team. And um, I did collegiate wrestling in junior high. And I was on the swim team. And I played hockey. I always did very competitive sports. And she was like, why don't you do something like that? Like, didn't you used to watch this show on TV? And I was like, <laughs> wrestling, <laughs> right? That was the one show that my mom would always turn off. Um, yeah. We were not allowed to watch that in our house. It was yeah. too violent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about, lady? Uh, but yeah, it, it was crazy. Uh, but I was like, yeah, okay, you're right. So when I got out, I... I Googled professional wrestling and I found the school in Austin, Texas. And uh, just, just to be clear, you were, you were where when all this was happening? Um, I was in Austin. Oh, you was already, already here. Okay, okay. I was already in Austin. Yeah. I came okay. out to Austin because of a guy. So yeah. Okay. Uh, you know how people are. Yeah, we're yeah. we're yeah. young. 
yeah. <laughs> follow people around. So, so oh, I'm sorry, just just to just to yeah. be clear, the, the your um when you were hospitalized, you were also you were already in Texas. You're saying yes. Okay. So okay. my my mom when I moved from Brazil, we moved to California to Glendale. Okay. And then uh, I had other cousins that moved over here. I have some cousins that live down in LA. I have cousins that live in San Diego now, um, in Fresno, here in Saratoga. Uh, but then my mom moved to Utah. So I went to junior high and high school in Utah. Okay. So my mom came down from Utah and she stayed at the hospital with me. But when I got out of the hospital, I started thinking, oh, let me do something. And I found one and it's, it wasn't in Austin, Texas. It was in Pflugerville, Texas, which Ooh. is Austin, but like a suburb yeah. of Austin. So, uh, I, I called every day, no one answered. And then I found another school down in San Antonio and I called that school and the guy on the phone said, okay, but it's a uh, $500 for a tryout. And then if you come to the tryout, we'll decide if we want to train you or not. And then it's like three or $400 a month for a year. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Because I, I absolutely know I'm good at this already. Otherwise right. I wouldn't need you. Right. <laughs> right. So I just sat there and I was like, Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm all, well, maybe let me call you back. So then yeah. I keep calling this other school in Pflugerville. And finally this gentleman answers the phone and He's asking me all these questions and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I can do that. Not a problem. He's like, okay, uh, come to the school Friday night at 11 o'clock at night. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 11 o'clock at night? He's like, yeah, yeah that's well, not we shady at all. <laughs> right? I'm like, that doesn't sound shady, right? I'm like, Yeah, that's okay, not shady right? at all, you know? <laughs> no. Meet me in the alley at that too. Yeah. <laughs> have your money in cash <laughs> right so, so let me tell you how crazy i am i'm like okay yes sounds good no problem took his address down right didn't tell anyone i was going and just went <laughs> wow why not uh yeah i have i just have this thing about me that i i tend to get myself in some very interesting situations but somehow it always works out like That's i have it. this guardian angel that looks over me and is constantly like god you're a dumbass and like <laughs> this is my guardian angel constantly yeah. oh my god <laughs> like really again you tried yeah. this once we're going a second time oh dear <laughs> like that's that's my guardian angel but yeah, yeah so i went and he told me it was going to be $150 a month and he would train me, but he needed the commitment for a year. I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I signed up. Uh, I trained with Alley Cat and uh, Laney and uh, I had, let's see. Oh, Cody Lane and Ethan Price. Mm -hmm. Um I'm trying to think who else, who else still wrestles that I went to training with. I think, I think that's them. There, there's quite a few other people mm -hmm. that uh, still wrestle every now and then, but no one that has gotten out of Texas yet, you know? Okay. So, so 
And who, Sorry, and who's this gentleman? Just to be totally clear, the Russell oh, school. George okay. Delaysa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he retired um, a little while ago, so he no longer trains. Okay. But but he trained people like Ricky Starks, uh, ACH trained with mm -hmm. him for a little while. So yeah, there's uh, Barbie Hayden trained with him also. A lot of big names. A lot of people with a lot of a lot of color to their, um, or we'll just say charisma to their uh, to their characters. So, I, I'm guessing the experience down there must be very vibrant. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was, all, everyone you name, everyone you name has a distinct character that's just like out of anyone else's, you know. <laughs> And being attacked! Oh my gosh! Oh, uh, we got we got it live. <laughs> and oh my god! Once she's okay. alive, Jamal, jump in there. I, I know I've been hogging up. That was that was a bug, and it was really big. Um, I do not do well with bugs. Yeah. Uh, no, no, especially like the flying cockroaches. They have oh, them in yeah. Mexico and Brazil, and oh. Oh, those are fun. the worst. Yeah, I saw one in Vegas and I I lost my mind. I was done the whole the whole <laughs> well, night. I was just done. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, worse than Florida. Florida is oh. on another level with bugs. <laughs> I think it's the humidity. I think the more humid it gets, the bigger these like you bugs like this. Oh, they like would, thrive off of it. I would agree with you, but here in Washington, it's hideously humid, as bad as Houston. But we don't have the bugs the size of uh, what they have in Texas and Florida. <laughs> it's something in the water down there. Dude, it's, so it's gross. It's gross. Okay, so here's a funny thing. So Texas has these black crickets. And once a year, when the population decides to, like, multiply by the millions or zillions, they you'll see these things like just weird black shadows on walls and you'll be like what is that and you get uh, close and it's just crickets on top of crickets on top nope. of crickets on top of <laughs> you're like bye nope, that's, that's a no for me dog <laughs> yeah, well i mean yeah. to be, they're everywhere to be fair we have cicadas that come out every august and they're about the size of giant cockroaches that fly and you really can't hear them but they until they land on you yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No, thank you. So, no, thank so there, you. there is that. Oh no, no, I'm out. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm ready to talk about food again for all this. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, there are some people that will actually eat cicadas, like delicious. I've heard that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, there's a, a pop-up bar downtown that um every every no. year, especially um that <laughs> they they come up and they do the thing. So if you want to cater yeah. fried rice, you can definitely go down Chinatown. Oh yeah, that's that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> oh, I will tell you this: I was in Taiwan not too long ago, and they uh, will put scorpions on a stick, and they actually taste like potato chips. I had to taste one; I was curious. Yeah, well, uh, they're not, they're not bad, but if you have a peanut allergy, I would say no. But um, <laughs> I had some of the I had some of the state fair uh, of Texas a couple years ago, and. Um, yeah, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm going to try this once and then never again. You know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. 
don't really it's need to not. eat alligator ever again. So, yeah, I did that down in New Orleans, and I, yep. I actually did enjoy. I mean, I actually didn't mind it. It actually just tastes like a, a chicken with a, a chewier texture, but yeah, whatever. I, um, but yeah. I, I do want to ask you about your uh, about your injury, and obviously, you're walking about, you're being attacked by bugs and running away. Um, you say that it won't stop you or, or change how you work in the ring, but has it changed your your end game uh, of wrestling, or is it just uh, just go until the wheels fall off? I go till the wheels fall off. <laughs> That's me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll just wake up and I'll be like, okay, I'm done. Like, I'm I'm okay. You know, I don't yeah. have to do this anymore. Uh, but right now, I. I don't, I don't foresee that. Uh, my mom did ask me that same question. She's like, okay, well, when are you done? I'm like, I don't know. She's like, what? There's no retiring from this. I'm like, well, I think there is, but I'm not thinking about the end game. You know, I have my mind set and my sight set on bigger things than stopping. Yeah. So. That, well, true, but it, but it is the elephant in the room, and you'll be 30 before you know it, you'll be 40 before you know it, and then next thing you know, it's like, where did the time go? Yeah, on, on, that, on that note, too, because I have not been able to pin down how old you are, because I have heard really, I've, I've heard a rumor that I almost couldn't even believe, um, especially looking at um, the, the, the pile of work that you've done thus far but not because you never asked a woman her age but there has been information out there saying that you are only 21 years old currently so i am all right so i'm really old i will tell you guys this i'm probably older than any female wrestler you guys know uh but i'll, I'll give you guys a hint and if you're really good at math you can figure it out Oh, here you okay. go. I have, I have my pen. <laughs> okay. Here you go. <laughs> so, on July 28th, I will be 24 years younger than Wonder Woman. And young Wonder Woman is 5,458 years old. So you tell me how old I am. Sir? Did you I, do I the math? some of that. Um, you said <laughs> that... How old is Wonder Woman exactly? She's like 5,458. Okay. I, I'm checking with the nerds online. All right. What uh, do they say? I need an exact age. So okay. you, you guys carry on, but I'll get back to you with, with math. I'm not going to say a lot. Yeah. I'm just 24 years younger than her. Okay. So. Okay, carry on. I'll be, I'll be back with math. <laughs> <laughs> He's None, like, we're doing. Nonetheless, though, um, yeah, you've 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 definitely been all over. Um, considering that um, you started, I, I, I may be incorrect here, but I know you've you've done Japan, you've done Mexico, you've been all over the United States. Um, yeah, um, it's it's actually amazing that in the short time I've been wrestling, that I've been able to travel to so many wonderful countries and promotions for wrestling. 
Uh, again, I did not do it all on my own. I've had uh, great wrestlers that have helped train me. I've had uh, definitely made some very good connections, uh, made some friends along the way, uh, and then made friends that I thought were friends that turned out not to be my friends. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's like that in any business. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's been really fulfilling. Like being out of the ring this long, I just feel like in a slump, mm. like, oh my gosh, it's not going anywhere. And I know <laughs> the time frame for my recovery is minuscule compared to some other people but it every day I can't get in the ring or roll around whenever I watch my friends have their matches or I get another promotion calling me and say, Hey, can you come out for this day? And I have to say, no, like it, it definitely takes a little piece of that void that I thought I filled and it just pulls it out. I, I think to, to piggyback a little bit off what you said to have been all over the countries that you've, uh, been to thus far is amazing. I think that's really much an understatement because even um until Jamal gets this math done, but we do know you're still under this very very young margin of of, of age band that you have already worked stardom, a place that a lot of people at least just want an opportunity to get in after already have been you know a ten plus year vet, and you've already had that in the books. Um, yeah, that was when they called me, I was shocked. Um, I went to the show Sabotage in California. Uh, they called me, asked me if I could go out there. They told me it was a great opportunity. Uh, the problem was that I would have to fly myself out there for this opportunity. And I talked to a few people and they said, you know, if the owner of Stardom is going to be there, like this would be amazing for you and i said okay so i called up my dad and we uh booked the flight and i flew out there and i got in the ring uh with ruby and uh shotzi and this other girl i forget her name and it was a tag match and we had our match and you know, we all, all four of us thought the match went great. And then uh, I met Kyrie Hojo or Kyrie Sun, mm -hmm. now that as she's known and NXT, I, we actually spent the whole day with her the day before uh, we went out to Santa Monica, I, the boardwalk mm -hmm. out there. And then w me, her and Beto, we all went on a roller coaster together. I still have pictures of them there. They were like screaming their, their heads off. It was <laughs> wonderful. I think I even recorded. Uh, but it was, so we kind of like got along, made friends. And then I had the match. I said, hi, thank you. Didn't hear anything from any of them for a long time. And I was like, okay, it didn't happen, whatever, you know, but why would they choose me anyways? I've only been in the business for like, you know, a blink of an eye. Yeah. Like you said, there, there were girls that were there working that had been working for five, six, seven, ten years. And then they, um, uh, Kyrie calls me on my phone and she's like, hey, Christy, you want to come to Japan? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to come to Japan, but 
how am I going to go there? How am I going to live there? And she's like, oh, yeah, you come wrestle for stardom. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And then Vito messaged me and she said, yeah, you come. You come wrestle for stardom for three months. okay?" I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, cool. So uh, Kyrie was the one that reached out to me and told me I was going to stardom. And I got all excited. And then I had visa issues because the Japanese embassy was closed. And then it was closed again. And then it was closed like an extra week after New Year's. It was really weird. It was crazy. But eventually I got my visa. And then uh, I went to stardom with Shayna, the queen of spades. Um, and she's on NXT, mm-hmm. the women's champion. Uh, and then I went out there with her and Diona Prazo. Uh, mm-hmm. She is actually back out there with Zoe. So yeah, not, it's not for long. Yeah. Next like T-Bound. Yep. Yep, she is. All those girls are. So it's nice to watch everyone moving along and, you know, fulfilling their dreams. Yeah, I mean, yeah, without a doubt, you're within, like, looking at some of the matches you've worked over the years, you within you were within um, good company of a lot of well-known names as well. I see Tony Storm, Chris Wolf, Viper, um, um, just, just tons of names of people. So um, it's absolutely uh was a, a a very good opportunity that um i'm glad came your way and it definitely molded you into uh who you are today um you, you find any contrast in in working in the japan crowd and working american crowds and the mexico crowds yeah so for some reason i feel really comfortable in mexico i feel right at home in mexico uh there's nothing Every time I get in a ring in Mexico, I don't feel like intimidated or I don't get scared. I have this little thing called stage fright. I'm like the weirdest person people know, probably. I have really massive stage fright. Like I I have this performance anxiety. So every time I get, I get in the ring, mm-hmm. I like start hyperventilating a little bit and I have to calm myself down. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's gotten a lot better uh, when I first started wrestling. It was really, really bad to the point where my opponents would have to tell me to calm down. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but now I think I've kind of working in bigger arenas like I did in Japan and now in Mexico, it's more of a, like a calming, soothing effect. I had a few wrestlers tell me, oh, it'll come. You'll step in the ring and it'll be like a second home to you. They're like, you just got to give it time. So I think I've finally reached that. I'm afraid though, now that I've been out of the ring for a little while, that my first match back, it's going to start all over again, but that's okay. Cause I'll have Allie and she'll yeah. calm me down. Um, and it'll, it'll be fine. Uh, Will's finally joined us. What's up, dude? Yes, indeed. Finally made it in, but I've been listening the whole time. So I've heard all about how, uh, Christy Jane is apparently bionic. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. So I, I have a friend that told me they're like, man, you're like the bionic woman now. And I was yep. like, yeah, I'm the bionic woman. And then this guy goes, you can't be bionic because you don't have any gear in you. Like you need metal in you. You're not. I'm like, oh, <laughs> dang it. So he's can't like, you can't call yourself bionic. You can't be the bionic luchadora. <laughs> no, no, but that would have been awesome, right? Absolutely. I mean, they've you've been rebuilt. It's going to be bigger and better. So, I mean, yeah, onward and upward. Me, yeah, they told me it's going to be like it never happened. Uh, so most people that get ACL surgery, the chances of them re-tearing it are extremely high, like 60, 65% chance, something like that. Like it's really, really high. And then doing stem cell because they're just regrowing it. It's mm -hmm. like it never happened. The mm. Miracles of modern medicine <laughs> leading so to back crazy. to the ring and onward to new opponents and new places. <laughs> I know if it didn't hurt so much doing it, I'd have them do it on both of my knees. Just reinforce the left one, you know, <laughs> <laughs> planning ahead. <laughs> yeah, but it hurts. It hurts. It really does hurt because you have to be awake for the procedure. Hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. No fun. But I'm also a baby when it comes to needles. Jamal, you figure out my age yet? Yeah, I did. I posted. I posted in the chat already. <laughs> I can't see it. How do you see the chat? Hmm. I'll take care of that. <laughs> Modern technology. <laughs> while we're while we're go oh fellas, get in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm so, wondering this. Considering all all these you have had such travels to so many different companies all over the world with such a wide variety of different wrestlers in so many different areas. Who no <laughs> no <laughs> no 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 she said no to what I what Jamal yeah, got oh, okay. no <laughs> the, the infamous age question yeah um does it matter um, no <laughs> no 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 it's a, it's just the it's just the kudos of um it's the wow factor number one especially for what I heard um and then the land the, the amount of territory you've already covered is like phenomenal right. So, right. yeah, that's all it is. What I'm wondering is considering all the different people you've worked with and uh -huh. against and with and teams, um, which who would you say has really raised your game over the last, I guess, maybe year or so as you've been going to all these different places between stardom and the crash and all over the country? I mean, you you've, you're covering some road. You're covering a lot of road. Yeah, uh, who has raised my game as far as what? Who has taught me like yeah. the most moves or who has saved my life more than once? <laughs> wow. Uh, I can actually either or. the person that has saved my life probably more than once in the ring has been Altimo Maldito. And he has recently just been on AAA. Uh, he wrestles a lot for the crash. He's a luchador out of Tijuana. He has definitely um, saved my life more than once. Uh, a bunch of times where a lot of people were supposed to catch me when I would jump to the outside of the ring. And he has been the only one there. 
yeah. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> a few times. Uh, he is he's an amazing luchador. I don't know why more people don't uh, book him in the States. Like it's, he's definitely worth the money and to pay for a plane ticket. Um, but the person, there's three people that have taught me a lot in wrestling as far as like move sets and stuff goes. One of them is Daga uh, from Lucha Underground, Triple uh, A. Uh, he's been in the business for multiple years. Uh, he has definitely taught me a lot. Uh, he's not just taught me things in the ring, uh, like moves and stuff, but he's set, has said a lot of really good things uh, that always, every time he tells me something, it always makes me think. And I'm always like, okay, I need to do this. I understand why he's saying this. You know, uh, he is great. Someone else that has taught me stuff um is i don't know if a lot of you guys are familiar with him but his name is uh jojo bravo he is he's been wrestling for like 12 13 years uh he's a really good wrestler he has actually uh was the one that showed me and introduced me to um Io Shirai and stardom. So when mm. I first started wrestling, he was like, I want to show you something. He's like, because I feel like when you're in Mexico, you wrestle more like these girls. He's like, but in America, you're so nice to people. <laughs> like, oh, okay. He's like, why don't you wrestle like you do in Mexico? Just go in there and beat the crap out of them. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like the girls in America are, are kind of pansies. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, he's taught me stuff. I've had Ricky Starks teach me stuff, uh, but definitely my trainer, George Deleza, he's watched a few of my matches and just the feedback that he gives me is it's that positive, negative reinforcement, right? Even when you do something wrong, it's positive. <laughs> You know, uh, everyone makes mistakes. It's a matter of what you do with the mistakes that you make. So as far as my biggest challenge being in a ring with someone that I learned on a whole nother level about myself and um, about situations and what to do, I would have to say Rachel Ellering. Definitely. She is one of the, she's amazing wrestler. She absolutely is. She has a lot of strength and a lot of power and just not physically, but also the intimidation factor when you step into a ring with her is crazy. Like every girl I've ever known that has stepped into a ring with her has had this same thing. Wow. It is so intimidating. Like, and even if they've been wrestling longer than she has, it's just, she has this huge intimidation factor and she is just really, really, really good in the ring. So yeah, it would have to be her. 
Uh, you're coming back to, to Fest Wrestling uh, for wrestling after missing a lot of time. What's the one thing that you're looking? What, what's the one thing that you're looking forward to the most uh, as you return to the ring? Uh, to being able to actually get in there and roll around and get back to the gym and work out. Uh, just to be able to compete and to prove to not only myself, but to everyone else out there that even though I have been out of the ring for a long time, that I can come back and stronger than ever. So I will actually be in Florida a few days before training with um, a few luchadors out there. So just so I can get my bearings back and under me. So I'm oh, not going so into fest wrestling. I'm prepared. I'm, I'm coming prepared. <laughs> now back up. I'm bringing Allie. <laughs> Got to knock the ring rust off first. <laughs> there, yeah, exactly. So Pow Meow will be coming to town on Saturday, July 21st to take on the Jim Nasty Boys from what I'm seeing at fest wrestling. And that that brings up um the whole intergender wrestling deal, which yeah. we've seen. We saw firsthand here at Nova when we first saw Pow Meow take on the Carnies, and that you guys tore the house down. No, yeah, well, the Carnies are great. The Carnies are just great. Uh, he did try to steal my cat from me. That's not happening. <laughs> I adopted her officially. Okay, I paid good money for that cat, and I take these shots because I am highly allergic to cats. Like. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I end up in the hospital. So I, I do, I take my Benadryl before her and I, you know, get in the ring together. Like she can't touch me too much or I just start breaking out in hives. But yeah, I, I pay the price for her. Damn it. You carnies can't take her from me. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I like intergender things. Um, like I said, I, when I was younger, I played football. My mom had to go to the board and pretty much petitioned to have me put on that team because the coach was saying, no, she's a girl. She can't play football. Girls don't play football. Um, and then they had to let me on. The only sport I was not allowed to play in high school was baseball. They shut that one down so hard. They were like, nope. Not even. They're like, oh. you can take it to the Supreme Court. It's not going to happen. <laughs> wow. No, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I still remember the gentleman handing my mom back. They let me try out. This is how crazy this is. They let me try out. And um, I hit better, pitched better. I caught the balls better. I was faster than all the boys. And the guy handed my mom back her check and said, you know, you can take your money, but a girl's never going to play baseball. He literally Jeez. told my mom. Wow. And Dubai, yeah. And so my mom being, you know, the strong, headstrong Brazilian woman, Brazilian Italian woman, she is, uh, she went to uh, the school board and she talked to everyone and they were like, I'm sorry, like baseball's out. Your daughter's played every other sport, but baseball is out. So hmm. you would you would think the line would have been drawn at football with like the physicality involved, but baseball uh, of all things. Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, I don't know. I've always thought it's uh it's a good idea to let women and men 
compete. Definitely, there are, I still believe uh, that there are certain things that men are physically and biologically just going to have an easier time. Yeah, more doing. fit not for. That, yeah. yeah, not more that for, women yeah. can't, can't work extremely hard and eventually get there you know but i feel like there are uh, there are just some sports and activities that men have an easier time achieving than women do so it, it's easier for men to get to bulk up right to yeah. get huge muscles on them it's a harder time for a woman to do that uh, our bodies biologically are not built that way. So we just have to try harder to get there. You know, uh, there's also like just just crazy things if you think about it. And I know I'm going to get a lot of heat from women for saying that. But unfortunately, it's true. We have uh, this scientific chemistry in our body. And that's how it is, unfortunately. You know, whether we are headstrong, like feminists or not, like it's just scientifically proven that you know, certain people, just like women, our pain tolerance is higher than men. Like, yeah. and, and that's just how it is. We are just engineered that way, you know? I can agree. So, yeah, but I am all for intergender. I love intergender. I think it's great. I, I love the fact that WWE finally, finally let a woman hit a guy on TV after, I mean, come on, we're coming back from WWF. Okay. Yes. This is WWE, the new age. Mm -hmm. I mean, back then China was beating guys left and right. Right. Mm -hmm. And the guys were beating her up left mm -hmm. and right. Mm -hmm. So, but now I thought it was amazing when Rhonda jumped in that ring and, you know, started just uh, going at it with triple H. Like that was great. I think yeah. it's amazing. This is definitely a, an entertainment sport. You can get hurt at it still. Uh, this happened in the ring in a match. Uh, so you can get hurt. But at the same time, we can also, especially her, she is just as equal to any man. I'm sure she could break any man's arm off, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm last. Okay. No, I was going to say uh, about uh, intergender wrestling, because, you know, this business is what it is. Uh, why do you think there's still some reluctance? Uh, any story, every story can be told, but there's still this the reluctance to promote intergender wrestling on the mainstream wrestling scene. Uh, and I'm not talking about, you know, football obviously is different. Baseball is different. Women and men are built differently. That just is what it is. But wrestling is work. So why not tell that story that could go into so many different creative directions, but here we are, we still have this, uh, you know, unwillingness to promote intergender wrestling. Why, why do you think that stigma is? Because you said it, it's a stigma. That's, that's what it is. Um, it's kind of like everyone knows it's wrong to put firecrackers in a dog's mouth, but there's still people out there that do it. And your guys' reaction now to that is like, that's extreme. 
but it's it's really not because there are still people out there that think women belong in a kitchen and there are other people out there that believe that men can't take care of their kids um that you know certain people need to fall in a certain line yeah. that you know unfortunately no matter what you do you're always going to get people that are going to give you backlash for it and one of the things is uh abuse right uh domestic violence and a lot of people don't realize domestic violence goes both ways like women beat up guys all the time and it still very much a huge thing in wrestling of uh this guy was beating up his wife you know oh he put he grabbed her arm domestic abuse so i think for when people watch it watch the intergender they look at it and say oh yeah he would beat her ass because domestic violence right let's say right. some girl said oh he grabbed my arm that's domestic violence they go down as like you know a guy that beats women up just because a woman said she was super uncomfortable because he grabbed her arm mm -hmm. or harassment or you know who's to say that when there's uh, an intergender match going on that you know, one of the girls isn't going to say, no, he's been harassing me for a really long time and he purposely brushed my boob. And so now sexual harassment case has been filed. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like the whole movements that are going on right now to help women speak out about uh, domestic abuse and sexual harassment. I feel like they're great, but there are a lot of people out there taking it down this bad path, this horrific path. Like uh, women have one night stands, right? We all call it a one night stand. And now it's not, it turns into a me too case. Yeah, I did say yes at the time, but you know, after the next morning when I had to do the walk of shame and be like, what the hell did I do? Yeah. I, I decided to say, I really didn't want to do it. And I was pressured into it. And then, so I feel like that's why there's still this huge stigma around it because no one wants to get that domestic violence yeah. case thrown at their company and it's it happens and it's unfortunate that we have very vile people out there that are mm -hmm. looking even for a five second uh, mm -hmm. fame right and i feel like the women that are real victims are suffering suffering even more suffering. now yeah, yeah. because it, it's such a great thing to think about yes these women can finally come to and we can all talk about it but now everything even in entertainment mm -hmm. even unless it's a movie and people are like oh this is a movie mm -hmm. right uh it's rated r because of violence and because of whatever right mm -hmm. unless that is labeled on there i feel like people don't want to get sued and they yeah. don't want to end up in the newspaper they don't want their images tarnished so it's really hard to find that yeah was that I, too big of an explanation for it 
<laughs> no, no, no. I, I I totally understand what you're saying. Like, um, WWE obviously had two high profile cases of it, um, and they immediately had to let go of talent because of um how it was, um, how they perceived the um their employees to have handled the situation, no matter the outcome or not. So they immediately protected their their fortune, their business by saying, "You guys are a liability. We have to yeah. release you." But it's um, it's such a shitty situation, like yeah, for everyone involved. Yeah, I mean, there's no one no one wins in the case. Um, just just today in the news, uh, a woman's going to jail for falsifying a rape allegation. So you know, thank goodness, someone yeah. there is some type of repercussion, but that is so far and in between. Like right. so far in between that that happens. Oh my gosh, I could talk about the subject all day <laughs> long. Yeah. It is such a heated yeah. like discussion for me and my friends because yeah. I am like a true believer of if you scream wolf yeah. and there's no wolf, you should be held liable. There's this guy. Oh, I wish I could remember his name. I'm sure one of you guys know him. Uh, he got drafted finally for, I think, the Seahawks it was. Some woman said he raped her. Somehow on social media, I think he served like five or six years in jail, in prison. Mm -hmm. okay? mm -hmm. uh, it, she was talking to somebody and boasting about the fact that it never happened, but she oh got ruined is like this whoever this person was took a screenshot of it, I guess, and sent it to this dude's lawyer, got him out of jail, and now he's drafted. And I think it's the Seahawks. I can't remember, but if you can Google it, you can look yeah, it up. I'm about to look that up. It's like, it's amazing. I don't know what happened to this woman, but I'm just constantly shocked at how many people or how many people uh, accuse, falsely accuse stuff, and then it never no happened and nothing happens to them. Yeah, There's no yeah. repercussion. Yeah. And it's bad because then it's like, okay, well, what do you do? Do you not believe the accusations, right? I mean, because there's such serious accusations. Like, why would you not? That's why it's like I said, no one wins in this because yeah. the people who are genuine, they are ridiculed for not being genuine. The ones who aren't aren't genuine end up getting um, uh, the, the luxury that they're in it for, if it's not fame or fortune. Um, and then on the retrospect, they don't receive repercussions for falsifying things. Um, the guys' ca careers could be ended, and they will be stereotyped forever. Oh, and but not you know, even that. If they're if they go to court and they drop all the charges and say no, the allegations were wrong, false. That gentleman's image yeah, is forever tarnished. It yeah. doesn't matter if he was accused of it or not. It's yeah, done. So yeah, for sure. That story never gets reported. Once he's once it's clear right. and it goes away, that yes. story doesn't get no that cares. story doesn't catch fire like the initial claim. Oh, because because no one cares about a happy ending. People like yeah. the drama and the suspense. Right. It's yeah. yeah, it's the craziest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So so player's name was uh, Brian Banks, and he uh, tried out for the C Seahawks. Um. After okay. being um. Acute, falsely accused of, of rape by a classmate in in USC, I believe. No, in high school. So okay. he was on his way to he's on his way to football, and then he got the rape thing, and then that really derailed his um his career. And finally, the Seahawks gave him a shot. There's another story I was just reading uh, where this kid from Toronto got like a four ride scholarship to uh, to USC to train with this um, uh, orchestra, 
and he was a flautist and his girlfriend because she was jealous of his success said uh hacked his email and said that wrote a fake letter saying that you didn't get into usc um sorry not sorry and then apparently some years later he eventually made it there and realized well wait a minute why are you just now getting here but i wasn't accepted but you were here's the letter and oh. it turns out that the the girlfriend actually set him up and she uh, had to pay like quarter million dollars in uh, back pay and stuff like that oh but, my god um yeah but, but does she have that kind of money is he well, ever gonna a, see it <laughs> that's a different problem because no um she doesn't uh you know but it's 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 a pro it's it, no matter what there's no amount of money that's going to replace the life he could have had yeah uh, or whatever happiness time, he could have had the opportunity right yeah. and, and, and age definitely plays a factor in anyone's collegiate right. man <laughs> i like so that's why i say this topic is such it's like uh and then there's and then every woman you talk to they're like i'm not like that i'm not vindictive i would never do that but yeah like i have girlfriends that are still like oh if my man ever left me oh. I would car. and i'm sitting here like are you and, kidding me like what's wrong people and you know like that's the girlfriend talk is, is about as genuine as it gets when the girls Ugh. get together there's no there's no reason to have any cut cars like <laughs> I yeah I no yeah. way no way I Dude. there are great women out there that would never ever purposely go out of their way to ruin someone's life no matter how miserable a guy made their life right like there are great women out there but there are some women that are just like oh I don't care I don't want you around me so I'm gonna say and do whatever I can to keep you like from achieving your goals you know i can feel the heat is it getting hot in here like she's a terrible person she like thinks all these victims are liars that's not it that's not what i'm saying people yeah. <laughs> i was just thinking to myself we're, we're gonna have to come out with a new segment tea time with cj like that <laughs> that's, that's a hit Look, and I was telling Will before this too. I said, "Me and you talked a long time at the Making Towns Classic about uh, subjects and <laughs> this." So, like, I, I knew, I knew it was coming. I, I knew we were gonna get something really good soon. So, and I, <laughs> by no means, uh, I think it's a very, very, very. It, it it actually reflects a lot of what I think as well too on something. So, um, yeah, by all it means, though. I just hate seeing. We just good want people, people to do the right thing. That's it. Yeah, you know. You know you know, for you know, for the for how old the world is rotating now, people are having opportunities to to come out about things that they haven't been able to do it, and that takes a lot of courage. I mean, we can talk about Chris Hartwick's girl that just wrote this really compelling document against Mr. Chris Hartwick himself. I mean, this guy is every nerd's favorite guy, and you know, he does all the talk shows on Annie, blah 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 blah. And she puts out this really extensive article with evidence and pictures and all this other stuff. And like the like for her to have that courage to do so, knowing that, you know, whenever you go against someone of any fame and any popularity, right. that you also go against their tribe as well, too. So, like, while that takes a lot of courage for her to do that as well, too, there's also going to be people that's going to try to do the same thing for their own recognition. But she's doing right. it to help others, to bring awareness, right. let people know that this isn't okay and that his current um i mean and his ex-wife 
also had to deal with it as well. So, you know, it's, 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 it's plenty of good examples out there, but there are also equally plenty of bad people out right. there trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Right. I, I think overall, overall, you can't just look at one uh, scenario and, and say that that's it. That's the basis for everything. Uh, Mia Yim has made a lot of her career and a lot of her notoriety and, and with her care, put the, um, uh, put put an ink on it campaign uh, for put uh, domestic violence, right? Put a nail in it. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh. So so there is that, but then there are also guys like Terry Crews, who you would never think that would be the victim of, uh, you know, sexual assault or any, or any type of situation like that. But that was a very real thing to happen to them. Yeah. Uh, I think progress wrestling kind of puts it best. Uh, just don't be a dick. Yeah. And you'll go. And you'll oh, go well, far. Well, there goes Joey Ryan's career. Uh, <laughs> that was good that was good well, that's just good clean adult entertainment right there that's for the grown I, folk you know i love him i have a match i have another match coming up with him for pw religion so okay yeah yeah, yeah it'll we- that one's in august so that'll be that'll be fun uh get ready gotta yeah. love that <laughs> yeah, yeah if, there's any way, if there's any way you're going to touch your ACL, it's definitely against him, right? <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna definitely start pumping more iron. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna test my strength this time. I'm, I'm. I have just a few more things because we're definitely going over my top. I only said I wanted with you, and I, and and then oh. hopefully you guys got a few things too. But I definitely want to ask about. Okay, so being from Brazil, the, again, yeah. Brazilians carry a, a great sense of pride with them. Um, everywhere they go, anything they do, um, you with your your gear as well, you make it real real known, no matter what, um, that you're Brazilian. Uh, we talked about the food yeah. and stuff earlier too. Um, with with that being said. I, I'm going to ask a few questions. Uh, one, are you trained in any martial arts, especially Brazilian jiu-jitsu, by any chance? No. Okay. Um, thoughts on the World Cup, if you're watching it, and the Brazilian team? No. No. Um, actually, I I watched the uh, match with uh, Sweden, and that was crap, by the way. Um that ref should be definitely kicked out like a hundred percent for sure. Uh, he, the bad thing about soccer is that, or Fuchi ball is that we don't do like the replays, you know, they don't do that. They can't replay everything. So everything's called on site on what they see and what the other refs decide on. Uh, so yeah, that was crazy, but I haven't, that was the last game I watched. Was okay. that? Um, so, so maybe you can tell me what what happened this week. Anyone? Jamal, I don't know what soccer is, <laughs> <laughs> and I've only been following Germany, so I'm out of the loop. I, I only I haven't seen, really seen anything since the weekend. Ooh, so how was that? <laughs> uh, didn't uh, Mexico and and Germany yeah. go out to hell? Yes, they did. Mexico showed up and came to play. They they were amazing. So uh, how did Germany do? They, they, they didn't they didn't score a darn thing. Mexico shut them out, but they looked they looked strong. They didn't worry me to the point that I think they're in huge trouble. They play again on a Saturday, okay. uh, so I think they, uh, there's a good chance they'll be able to uh, 
hopefully turn it around. I mean, they, it's not like they were, they showed a lot of hustle, but Mexico showed up. Mexico really showed up and like, you know, if anything, maybe it woke them up. We'll see. I guess hmm. come Saturday, but yeah, right. Mexico was what put a, came out strong in the first game. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, very disappointed that we didn't win when the world cup was, you know, my own country. Yep. Very disappointed we didn't win in Africa. Very pissed about that. <laughs> but that's okay. You know what? I mean, Brazil, we invented soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Another sport that I will say that um, there's a strong Brazilian presence in is obviously the UFC. Um, you had to have been under a rock for the last 10 years. Right. 10 20 years to not know who Anderson Silver is, but um, right. there's also a lot of names right now. I mean, God, Lee, how can I even forget the the, the creator of the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, Royce Gracie? I mean, how, how does anyone not know that name? Uh, Jose Aldo, right now, and Amanda Nunes, who's killing it in the women's division as well. Um, are, are you an MMA or watch UFC at all? I do every now and then I'll watch it, but mostly I try to watch wrestling. Okay. So that that's kind of where I'm at. I do a lot of uh, like I watch a lot of tape, kind of like football players watch tape, right? Yeah. So I'll watch a lot of that. Um always trying to get better, do better. Yeah. So yeah. And my and then my last question, I'll hand off to the guys so we can wrap it up a little bit. Um being Brazilian, what does that mean to you? What makes you most proud to be Brazilian? Um, being Brazilian, it's I what I love about being Brazilian is that we are very warm and that we will help and take in whoever. Uh everything to us revolves around food. So if we have food or we're having a party and we don't know you and you're out on the street, we're going to invite you to come and eat and drink with us because <laughs> that's just <laughs> how we are. We're very family oriented. So we have a very strong bond with our family. <laughs> just wait. All right, fellas, I can take over. <laughs> well, it looks like Brazil will be taking on Costa Rica tomorrow morning. So okay. you have not missed anything. That's the next match coming up for brazil in the world cup i'm watching it <laughs> that'll be really early i think it's out, out here on the east coast it's saying 8 a.m so that's gonna be crack of dawn out there on uh, california yep <laughs> uh not so much a question or anything to finish with i just wanted to bring up going back to the intergender thing um back when the match with the carnies happened um mm -hmm. My little girl comes down with me to the Nova Pro Shows, and she is all about Alley Cat. We and, love Alley. Yeah, she loves Alley Cat, and she's all five years old, and she was right up front. And I just wanted to let you know that mm -hmm. you guys battling the carnies, it makes such an impression on her seeing girls going toe-to-toe -to -toe with guys that she's just like, she's not intimidated by, by boys at all. At That's all. Good. Just, you know, That's she can always so I, I just I mean she has straight up said to like my mom apparently sometime when I wasn't around and she was like, I'm not scared of that. I go to wrestling and I've seen girls beat up boys. <laughs> so she <Okay>. is 
So she's so we all, are not yeah. parents. We're not parents. <laughs> it is the parents' responsibility to do their due diligence. Oh yeah, no, no. And let their daughter know it is also wrong to hit a boy because, like we show in intergender wrestling, if you hit a boy, they hit back. Right. Right. So Absolutely. you make sure your hits are just solid, and they they. They make content. Right. Go down on the first one. <laughs> right, right. Or run. Run. Start right. running. <laughs> the main thing though, I just like is that she is not intimidated at all. And it's right. right. It's, it's really opened her eyes seeing that that sort of thing, especially the match with the Carnies. And she's a big fan of the Carnies too. So she was liking everyone involved in that match. That was definitely one of the favorite things she has seen at Nova. So props from my daughter that loves Alley Cat and is all about Pow Meow and Christy Jane also. Oh, well, thank you so much. I think your daughter followed me into the bathroom actually once. <laughs> I'm sure she, <laughs> she did. did. I'm she sure didn't she want did. to leave and your wife had to uh, tell her that, oh, we'll go get ice cream. Should we go get ice cream? Well, you go. I'm just going to wait out here. Well, I think she wants her privacy. I know. I'm just waiting by the door. I'm not going to go to her stall. <laughs> I think that was I, our conversation. I do not <laughs> doubt that for one second. And you must have really had her darn attention if she was turning down ice cream. So <laughs> a superstar in the making. A superstar in the making. Thank there you. Go. <laughs> That's an awesome story, dude. Well, I, I just want to say that uh, the next time we'll see you in the ring is, of course, Fest Wrestling. It's Christmas in July part two. The VIP doors open at 5 o'clock. General doors open at 5.30. It's $15 in advance. Uh, $20 at the door, $20 for VIP. Only 40 are available. It is 18 plus. And you will find that at 201 West University Avenue in downtown Gainesville, Florida. So make sure that if you don't have your tickets, they will go quickly. You, you got to be down there for Fest Wrestling Christmas in July Part 2. It's, uh, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, it is. I love Christmas. And I love <laughs> it when it's in July, too, because then it's warm. And down yeah. there, it's going to be broiling. So, mm -hmm. yeah, It'd be great I'll come in this one soon for sure. And, and you did, you did plug. You um do have a few other. You you have some other bookings also planned. Definitely plug those in right now. So yeah, I do. I have Fest Wrestling. Um, I have two other ones. They haven't announced it yet, so I'm not going to announce it. I'm going to leave that up to the promoter to announce that when he wants to. Uh, I'll be back out in Mexico for a lot of August, and then my phone is going to die, and that's probably why you guys are losing me now. Um, okay, so sorry. Uh, but yeah, so if you guys want to follow me on my social media, it is Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-I, James, J-A-Y-N-E-S. Um, that's on Facebook, Twitter, and I am back on Instagram. Instagram finally gave me my account back. They had shut me down for like three, four days telling me that I changed my password. It was, it was a mess. So finally, after putting them on blast on uh, Twitter, somebody finally, like twice, finally DMs me on Twitter from Instagram and says, what do we need to do to get your account up and running? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> you tell me. You work there. So, yeah. 
good stuff. We have all the we'll have all the information for your Twitter handles and all that other stuff in the description of the videos and everything else that we're gonna plug it in. But yeah, her phone's getting ready to dial. So let's wrap it up right now. So again, thank you so much for giving us all this update. I say we had a lot to talk talk about, and we sure as hell did. So Christian James, everyone, thank you again for coming. Thank you guys. We'll see you soon in action, right? Yes. Yep. Right. Yes. Did okay. I say yes? Can you guys hear me? No. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> no. I'm just wink. I'm just hinting at the fact that you will be back in our area right soon, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. All right. New All right. Christy James. <laughs> Bionic. Bionic. The six million dollar woman. There you go. <laughs> yeah, for real. Trust me. Think account count with it. <laughs> I would thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And um, again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Bye. Bye. And everyone that's tuned in, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>